Praise God. And I'm thankful for all of our guests that are here today. Amen. It's good to see uh, Sister uh, Joanna and Sister Jasmine's mom here. I'm sorry I forgot her name. Praise God. Somebody help me there. I couldn't hear it. Maria, praise God. Thank you. Amen. And uh, we are glad that she's here. It's good to see everyone. And uh, I am thankful, amen, that God, you know, God has a way of speaking to us. I said God has a way of working in our life. And there's a song that is sang around here. And it says, I look back over my life and I realized what God has done and how he did it. You know, when God, when God works in your life, you realize this isn't just something that I decided to do. But God has a way of getting your attention, putting your life back together, filling you with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent ye therefore, and be converted. Everyone say, be converted. That your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Let's ask the Lord to help us today. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word, for the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I ask you today, God, to speak to your people. God, the things that you have spoken to me, God, that I could be your mouthpiece and your voice today. God, I ask you, Lord, to... Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Stir the waters of baptism today, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to worship you and to serve you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we clap our hands to the Lord? Thank you for standing. Amen. I'm thankful for the word of the Lord. Amen. That we can stand in honor to the reason why we stand in honor to the word of God when we take our text and when we read our text in the Old Testament. And this goes along with what I'm going to preach today. But in the Old Testament, when they came out of captivity and they were allowed to rebuild the walls of the city and eventually rebuild the city, that when they begin to read, when the priests begin to read the word of the Lord, amen, the people stood all day long as the word of God was being read. Thank God that we are not in a time, amen, where we cannot hear the word of God. Amen. And so we are going to preach today on the time of refreshing. And we understand that 
not all times in history, uh, many times in the history of the world, it has not been peace and safety. It has not been, uh, most of the time, our world is in a constant upheaval. It's in a constant time of, 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 of war, and it seems like peace is very elusive. It seems like peace is only uh, a word that's written sometimes upon pieces of paper. Or said by the, uh, or said by men who have no intentions of making peace, only just to uh, get us into another conflict. And uh, you say, Pastor, I'm not here to get political today. I'm just here telling you, Amen. The world that we live in is really void concerning true peace. The only way that you're going to find real peace is in Jesus Christ. The only way you'll find real peace is in the power of the Holy Ghost. You won't find it anywhere else. My Bible says, amen, the Holy Word of God says that uh, in Romans 14 and 17 that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The fruit of the Spirit is, one of the fruits are, is peace. Amen. Thank you for the peace of the Holy Ghost, Lord. I thank you for your peace that you only can give. He is the Prince of Peace. Amen. I said he is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that Jesus Christ, amen, when he came to the world, amen, it, 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 the world blew up, but he brought peace, amen, to this world. Amen. That's not what I came to preach, but nonetheless, you need the Holy Ghost. Amen. The only way you're going to find real peace in your life is through the power of the Holy Ghost. You've tried everything else, and everything else has failed you miserably. Amen. But the Holy Ghost, my God, will never fail you. Oh, praise God. Can we clap our hands to the Lord? Second Peter 1 and 19. And I'm going to take my time for a little while here this morning. I feel like I'll probably preach. But we have to understand what is being preached uh, more than, and I promise you, sometimes preaching is very, uh, I've, I've seen, I've been in this my whole life. And I've seen funny I've seen serious, I've seen everything you can imagine when a man of God is preaching. Amen. But God has chosen preaching to save them that believe. The Bible says he's chosen the foolishness of preaching. And sometimes a preacher, when he preaches, amen, that he gets very animated. He becomes even loud. He becomes sometimes very quiet, amen, but nonetheless, God has chosen that preaching, amen, it, the, the word of God is like a hammer, boom, boom, how many has ever used a hammer before, amen, you say, you know what, if I, if I can keep hitting this, I know that something's going to break, 
Amen. That's the way the preacher is. Sometimes we get up here and we just preach it in faith. Amen. Because we know the word of God is like a hammer. And the very thing that may have you bound. Amen. The very thing that may be a yoke around your neck that if it will keep preaching. If the man of God will keep preaching that that yoke of sin can be broken. Amen. That thing that amen can have you in its grasp and in its hold. Amen. The hold can be broken. Amen. Because of a preacher that'll preach without fear or favor and tell you that you've got to live for God. You've got to serve God. Oh, I've come to preach to you today. But we have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. This verse of scripture by itself could be preached and we have to understand that the word of prophecy or prophecy is a foretelling. Amen. It is something that is spoken into our lives. Amen. At a time where maybe everything has ceased to operate or work in our environment, but a word of prophecy has been preached to you. And a word of prophecy has been brought to you, hey man, that there's something greater than what's happening right now, current time that's going to happen in your life. Oh yes, I, I, I believe the word of God above everything else. That if the word of God has said it, hey man, that God will fulfill His word. Hey man, knowing this first in verse twenty, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. Amen. You say, what does that mean? It is that the word of God supports itself. Uh, amen. That we cannot say that this is what the word of God means, but we have to back that up with Scripture and understand that there's no prophecy of the Scripture that's man's interpretation, uh, but it's the word of God that interprets it. The Holy Ghost that tells us. I'll tell you something that is a, a test of, the Bible says to try the spirits. Amen. To try the spirits to see if they be of God. And so in your walk with God, when you are serving God and you're living for God, and every day that uh, goes by, you say, how do I know if that's really God's will for my life? Does it line up to the word of God? <laughs> amen. Is it, uh, amen, edifying to your walk with God? Does it build you up, uh, amen, spiritually or tear you down spiritually? Uh, I'm here to, uh, I'm here to uh, be on the side and err on the side of safety. If something's tearing me down spiritually, I'm getting rid of it. Amen, it's not going to be part of my life, uh, not going to be part of my walk with God any longer. Uh, amen, I am going to live for God. Well, praise God, you got to live for God. Uh, amen, you got to serve God. you got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. But here's where I want to go. Is verse 21 says, The prophecy came not in old time, by the will of God, by the will of man, 
but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now, if you'll notice in your Bible, if you will go to the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, there is a gap of time that we understand that was a this time of 400 years. There was a space of 400 years between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. And this 400 years of silence on God's part, uh, amen, it did not stop man from living. Uh, it did not stop man from coming up with their own ideas. Uh, uh, during this time, there were rulers uh, uh, of, the, uh, of the Jews, if you please, or of the then-known world, uh, Amen. And those that ruled were the Persians, Alexander the Great, the Ptolemies, the Seleucids, the Maccabees, the Hasmoneans, the Romans. You say some of these are not familiar to me, Pastor characters, because they are uh, they're, they're periods of time in history. Amen. That are not well known, but nonetheless they are very important to us today, amen, for us to understand that while God was silent, man was flourishing with his own ideals. And that's not always a good thing. It's not always something that is beneficial. But through it all, God had a plan. Amen. Through it all, God said that this thing that man may be doing right now I'm going to use it to my glory. During this time, the Jewish sects that we are familiar with in the New Testament, amen, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Zealots, and then there were two others that are not mentioned as many, the, uh, the Essenes uh, and the Herodians, uh, amen. These were Jewish sects that had taken sides and said, this is what it takes to live for God, and this is how we are to live for God. And then there are the writings during this time. There was a, a, the writings of men. Everyone say men. men. These were not holy scripture that were God-breathed. It was called the Apocrypha. And the Apocrypha, amen, was writings of men. Amen. And these were ancient Jewish writings. They were uh, not recognized as the holy canon of Scripture. Now, the Catholic Church, they have some of those in their Bible. And I asked a Catholic priest one time, I said, I want to ask you, um, so what is the most accurate translation of all? And uh, we have become very, uh, his name was Chaplain O'Shea. Uh, Hutchison Correctional Facility, and uh, he liked us. Uh, he, he'd never converted. He, he would get under conviction mightily. Pastor Elder would get up and preach against smoking cigarettes, and, uh, man, he'd be, back, he'd be back in the back, and he'd, you could see him duck down. And, uh, and I, I thought to myself, I wonder why he's like that. And then one day I saw him. Smoking his cigarette. And I thought, well, amen, apostolic preaching will bring conviction. 
Amen. But I asked him, I said, hey, Chaplain O'Shea, I said, I want to ask you a question. And he was from Ireland. He had the Irish brogue. And, and I said, what is the most accurate translation of the scripture? And I said, is it the King James Version or your Bible? He said, it's not the Catholic Bible. He says, they can no more prove that the Apocrypha was the Holy Scripture than to save their life. He said they couldn't save their life if they had to prove it. He said the King James Version is the most accurate translation of the Word of God to date. And I thought, well, there you go. Hey, man, that if a Catholic priest doesn't even believe in his own Bible, hey, man, I thought I'm going to stick with the Word of God. Amen. Can I tell you something? Amen. Is that when man gets involved and you don't get God involved in your life, uh, you'll get some strange ideas about how to live for God. You got to live for God according to the Word of God. Amen. You can't live for God by your own ideals, your own ideas. Amen. You got to live for God by this book and say, God, I'll serve you with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength. Well, hallelujah. It's the first and great commandment that hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Get it down in your spirit. There's just one God. The devil come to you and tell you, oh, there's more than one God. Well, devil, you might be right on a little G-O-D account. But we're not banking on little G-O-D. We're counting on one God, Jesus' name. Hey, man, that he's kept me this far. He brought me this far. Hey, man, he's going to take me all the way to glory. Come on, somebody. Hey, man, you need to lay down the little gods in your life. Hey, man, and get rid of the gods of this world and get rid of the gods that can't help you. Hey, man, get rid of the gods that can't heal you. Hey, man, and get a hold of the God. Hey, man, that's been the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, he's the only one that can save your life. Amen. During this time, the Apocrypha was written. If you will notice in the Word of God that Jesus Christ and his apostles, they were very aware of these writings, but not one time did they refer to them as reference to our salvation today. Think about that. You know what they preached? They preached out of the Old Testament because they were the New Testament in action. Amen. They were the New Testament being lived out and written out. Could you imagine being those guys that were the scribes saying in their journal, this will blow your mind that I saw Jesus Christ take some spittle and some dirt and make some mud balls. Really, that's disrespectful to spit on somebody. And then it's even more disrespectful to take a blind man that didn't even have eyeballs in his sockets. You think about this. If God told me to do that, I'd have to have several days of prayer and fasting. 
I don't know. If God told me to do it, I'd do it. Because when God tells you to do something, you know that God has told you. But they brought that blind man to Jesus. They didn't know they was messing with the creator of the universe. Jesus said, we're going to blow everybody's mind today. He said, you you don't have any glasses on. He said, here, stick your head up there. Open up that. I'm going to try to be careful here. He opened up that eyelid. His eyes blinking. (laughs) Jesus took that mud ball, and he goes, then he made another one. He said, okay. He said, now you're going to go wash your eyes. The Bible says he went and washed his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he had 20-20 eye vision. Amen. Do you think that that was uh, due to making mud? No, it was due to Jesus Christ being God manifest in the flesh. And he said, I'm going to do something today that's going to, amen, take everybody's breath away. Amen. But it's going to blow their mind what happens. Amen. You know the same thing happens today. Amen. Is when someone marches through those doors. Amen. Their lives are wrecked. Their minds are wrecked. Amen. Their families are wrecked, all messed up. And God's says, I'm going to make a difference today. Hey, man, there's going to be a brand new creature. And when they go down in Jesus' name, they come up a new creature in Christ Jesus. And they'll say, hey, weren't you that blind man? And you can say, yeah, I was blind, but now I see. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm preaching to you the word of God. Hey, man, that God doesn't want you to walk around blinded, spiritually. Spiritually, physically, he wants to heal your body. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 3, verse 16 says, All scripture. Everyone say, All scripture. And it's very specific. The Holy Writ Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Everyone say inspiration of God. That phrase means God breathed. God breathed. How does... How does, how does a writer write the things? I've read, I've read stuff, and, and, and it's junk, it's trash, where there's people that claim that this holy scripture is written by man and is just a really well-written uh, story that they have taken. And I thought, what a foolish statement uh, that you would take something that has started from the beginning of time uh, amen and that from the end uh, amen of the book that they're still preaching uh, from what happened uh, in the beginning of the book hey there's no way uh, amen that the thousands of years that it took uh, for this to be written uh, that it could be written by uh, somebody that just has a good mind no way God breathed it upon man uh, amen and holy men of old uh, 
they spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine being that old prophet in the Old Testament? Hey man, as the word of God, hey man, would come down upon him and he would begin to speak. Hey man, he said, for unto you a child is born and unto you a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Oh, I'm preaching to you today that those men, as a holy word of God was breathed into their spirit, that they would pronounce and preach and write the word of God. There came a time when the prophets were silent. God was silent. I never want God to be silent in my life. I said, I don't want God's silence. God, are you there? Nothing. Oh, there was a, there was, the church wasn't born yet, but there were still people that still served God, even through that time. The, the, the Word of God records it. Zacharias, Anna, amen, all of those who were waiting for the promise. But still there had been, there was no Word of God. Come on, let's pray right now. Jesus' name. God, I'm asking you right now to touch your people. Speak to your people right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And for 400 years, there wasn't. The high priest, where his breastplate would light up when the Spirit of God would come on him. There was no prophets to give prophetic utterances, whether they be good or bad. All they had was the law, but there was no voice of God. And man began to do that which was right in his own eyes. You can study history and see that this is what happened when this time of history was unfolding. But God was saying, you know something? I'm going to take all these things and it's going to be to my glory. And at that time, during that time, the, the then known world began to speak one language called Greek. Amen. At, at that time, the Romans and all the different conquering armies that conquered them began to build roads like had never been built before so that commerce could be uh, performed and, 
and different things were happening uh, in the world. Uh, uh, hear this preacher today. Uh, hey man, there were different uh, avenues of, uh, of ways that people could communicate. Uh, hey man, they begin to, can, can you understand what I'm saying here? You say, how does it relate to my walk with God? How, how does it relate, uh, hey man, to what's happening in my life? Uh, hey man, because God does the same thing today. Uh, is where there was just a void expanse. There was a time of history in your life that was very primitive. Hey man, all of a sudden God begins to build some highways. Hey man, God begins to build some roads. God begins to speak into your life. I'm preaching to you today. I'm not just preaching about a time in history. I'm preaching about what God does in our lives today. God says I'm going to make some changes. Amen. That while the devil, there might be silence in your life spiritually. God's been making some things happen in your life. And God's telling you today, you need to get right with God. You need to repent of your sins. You need to get converted. You need to get full of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that'll change you. It's the Holy Ghost that'll deliver you. It's the Holy Ghost that will set you free. And those, those Romans, they thought we're going to crush the entire world. And they were just making it easier for the gospel to be spread. They were making it easier for every, every man, woman, boy, and girl to receive the gospel. Do you know how difficult it is today? To go to even to the to your country, sister Alvarez, the Philippines, and to have a church service, and for an American preacher to come preach, it could be any type of any nationality of preacher, but we'll just use us for example. So when we preach over there, obviously we don't speak the king's English, and so they have interpreters. And so you're preaching through an interpreter. And in that day and time when Jesus began to preach, amen, there was the Medes and the Parthians and, and the Mesopotamians. And there was, uh, you can read in the book of Acts, you can just go down the list. There was all different kinds of nationalities. And when Peter got up and preached on the day of Pentecost, he was preaching to them. You know what he's preaching to them in? He's preaching to them in Greek. He was preaching the gospel to every nation. He was preaching to them. They didn't have to guess at what he was saying. You know what God's done? Hey, man, God then, he said that 400 years of silence, you just think, hey, man, that I'm not stepping on the scene, that I'm not involved in the intimate details of what's going on in the world. He was just getting ready for a revival. He was getting ready for a change that was going to turn the world upside down. You know what's been happening in your life? Is 
God's been getting your life ready, hey man, for a brand new living experience in him. Oh yes, for in him, in him, Jesus Christ, we live and move and have our being. Come on, somebody, I'm preaching to you today. Hey man, that the Holy Ghost has sent a preacher, hey man, to tell you that the silence that you've been experiencing spiritually, God's getting ready to step on the scene. God's getting ready to step on the scene and blow up the things, amen, that the devil's had you bound with and give you the liberty of the Holy Ghost. Mary, what's conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine being, would you say, a 17-year-old girl? In that day, she could have been anywhere from 13 on up. Joseph, her husband, He didn't even know about it yet. But as soon as he found out, he was troubled. He's saying, we both could die over this. Hey, in that day and age, and really in the history of of the Jews, you mess around, they just took you outside the city and everybody stoned you to death. And the angel appeared to both of them. I don't know that I've I don't I don't I, I've seen my angel who's my pastor. But I haven't seen an angelic being that I know of from heaven that stepped into my life. Some people I've heard they've told me that they've experienced angelic visitation and that it was the most amazing thing they've ever experienced. And I believe them. But when that angel appeared to them And begin to speak to them. And said, that which is happening in your life is of the Holy Ghost. Can I preach to you today? Can I tell you that the word of God, amen, tells tells us that the pastor is the angel of the church. And I'm not here to blow myself up. I'm not here to... To, to make myself special, forget that nonsense. But God has sent me to preach to you today as the angel of this church. That's what's been happening in your life is of the Holy Ghost. That God is leading and directing you. I'll even speak prophetically. Hey man, that God, hey man, has spoken to you and has told you that this is the way, the truth, and the life. Hey man, to get into the path of righteousness and walk in it. Hey man, don't keep walking down a path. Oh, I'm preaching to you in the Holy Ghost right now. Don't keep walking down a path that'll destroy your life. Don't keep walking down a way that'll take you to hell. Live for God. Worship God. Give God your life. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. The Holy Ghost has been saying, come on. I want to fill you with my spirit. God's been saying, come on. I want to do something in your life that'll transform you and give you deliverance. 
I want to ask you today, how long has God been silent in your life? But today, the day star has arisen. When Jesus Christ was born, it blew everything up. If you, haven't, if you haven't read the story of Jesus Christ being born, we call it the Christmas story. I'm not here to preach on Christmas today. But that's the reason why I celebrate Jesus Christ at Christmas time. Because he brought life and he brought light to this world. Oh, yeah. And when he stepped on the scene... The prophecies of old were renewed. The prophecy, amen, to this world began unfolding at a rate that was the 400 years of silence. Amen. It took about two days, maybe three days, amen, for Jesus Christ to be found out. And the shepherds, they found him out, amen, and they begin to spread it abroad. You know what happens is when Jesus Christ, amen, comes into the scene of our life, not only does he fill us with his spirit and change our lives, we become a witness, amen, of his glory. We become a witness of how God has done the miracle that nobody else could do. Oh, I once was blind. I once was an alcoholic. I once was a drug addict. I once was a good old boy. But God said, hey, all oh, those things, they're not good enough. You got to get full of the Holy Ghost. You got to get the Spirit of God inside of you. Hey, Amen. You got to get Jesus Christ living on the inside because that's what will change you. That's what will keep you. That's what will bring you out. Don't hold on to that old life. You know what? This isn't in my notes. But Ruth, she was a Moabitess. Did you know that Jesus wasn't a full-blood Jew? Oh, yes, he was, Pastor. Well, he was. But he had... A woman from Jericho that was a harlot. She had Ruth who was a Moabitess. You can, you can go through the history of Jesus Christ. And he, he was just like everybody. You want to know why? It's because when God gets through, you say, well, God, I can't, I can't serve you. Because of this, this, and this. And God says, you know what, Brother Donovan? It doesn't matter what you've been through. I've been there too. <laughs> he experienced it all. He experienced it all. You say, well, I, Pastor, I can't serve God because of this. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. The Bible says he was tempted 
in all points, everything, just like we are, yet without sin. God says there will be no excuses when I give you the opportunity, when I start speaking, because I've, all, I've been through it. And so it doesn't matter what is going on in your life. God is saying, I'm stepping into your life today, and I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. Oh, i got more to preach here today, but I feel the Holy Ghost. That God is, God is speaking to you. You say, I just came to church because someone invited me. Well, in case you didn't know, the reason why you're sitting on this pew is because God began to draw you by his spirit. God's not in it. Can you hear this preacher today? God's not in it for the here and now. He's in it for yesterday, today, and forever. You say, Pastor, my life, my, yes, my yesterday is really, you know what God wants to do? Is what his scripture has said he will do. He said, I will heal the years that the canker worm has eaten. I'll heal the years that physical, mental, drug abuse, whatever type of abuse, God said, I'll heal that if you'll let me. I'll change your life if you'll let me. I'll start speaking into a life that God has been silent. You say, Pastor, I haven't heard God's voice in a long time. Can I tell you today, God sent a preacher to preach to you that times are refreshing, are here. But you got to repent. You got to turn from that old life. You got to say, God, here I am. And God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill you with His Spirit. Oh, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Oh, the Holy Ghost is saying, come on, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's nothing in this world that will give you rest. But the Holy Ghost is that rest. The Holy Ghost is that refreshing. Do you need the Holy Ghost today? Do you need renewed today? Do you need healed today? This altar's open if we could all stand. Oh, hallelujah. I need you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, come on, church. Oh, in the name of Jesus, this altar's for you. The altar's for you, sir. Oh, friend of apostolic faith tabernacle. Oh, come on, maybe you prayed before. But come today and let the Holy Ghost fill you. Come and repent of all your sins.
Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Oh, Jesus. Come on, feel the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, the altar's for you. The altar belongs to you. You built it. Jesus, Jesus. I need you right now, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus.